0: sustainable best health depends on building a health care team that's responsive to your leadership. In early 2020, I began a series about people on my health team. My primary care doc, optometrist, physical therapist, acupuncturist, chiropractor, and massage therapist. I wouldn't function as well as I do without these skilled, supportive, and warm masters in their fields. While cleaning my virtual file cabinet, I found an unpublished interview with my massage therapist, Andre Papp. I thought I had published it. Listening to the sound file, luckily that conversation continues to reflect the value of this crucial relationship. Multiple sclerosis causes me to feel out of balance almost all the time. Yes, my balance sucks, but that's not what I mean here. MS causes damage to nerve pathways in the brain, spinal cord, or optic nerves. I'm blessed with some damage in all three. Causing muscular weakness, cramping, fatigue, and chronic pain, plus neuropathy which is numbness, tingling, and other psychedelic sensations. I never feel at rest. Rather, I'm constantly adjusting and adapting. Plus, I spend much of my day sitting at a computer and playing my big horn, the baritone saxophone. As you'll hear in our conversation, Andre is a genius at working out the kinks and spasms, restoring temporary balance, and paying attention to my movement stretching balancing and strengthening program andre how could i have missed you Welcome to Health Hats, the podcast. I'm Danny Van Leeuwen, a two-legged cisgender old white man of privilege who knows a little about a lot of health care and a lot about very little. We will listen and learn about what it takes to adjust to life's realities in the awesome circus of health care. Let's make some sense of all of this. Andre, good to be talking to you today. Thanks for taking the time to to join me. I'm doing a series about people on my health team, and you're certainly a, a keen member of my health team. I wanted to introduce people to massage and just talk more about why it's important to me and more about you as a massage therapist. So tell me first, where were you when you first realized that health was fragile?
1: I love that question. And I've thought about it a little bit. And believe it or not, it was pretty early on. I think while the full concept of health might not have been grasped, my grandmother, when I was very young, I noticed that she was ill. And when I was about five or so, she passed away. Oh. And that, that process of being with her, enjoying my time with her, seeing visible signs on her body that she's becoming ill, she, she ended up passing away from a, a relatively uh, unknown thing called amyloidosis, which it's a protein mutation that basically attacks the body in different ways to keep yeah. it simple. But I was young enough to notice that things were changing and that eventually she passed on. And those visuals and that understanding has actually, when I think about it, stuck with me. And when you asked me that question, that's the very first thing I think
0: of. It, it, it is interesting how, as we grow up and we become aware of our surroundings and when this whole idea that you just can't guarantee health it's an interesting one so how is it that you became a massage therapist
1: that's a funny little story I was first an engineer actually I went to Wentworth I became an architectural engineer got my bachelor of science there and I worked in construction as an engineer and a safety officer and a you know man of many hats as oftentimes Mm -hmm. people are Mm-hmm. And a few years into that, we had our economic downfall, and I found myself doing a lot more different types of things, trying to experiment with things like Aikido and just being more physical. And one time, I hurt my shoulder badly enough. I ended up having a couple partial tears in my left rotator cuff without health insurance available at the time because the construction industry was hit hard and I didn't have a job at the time. Mm-hmm. But my Aikido instructor said, you need to go get a massage, not mm. just any massage. I want you to see this guy. He knows how to really do the right stuff. So I said, okay. I got his name. And the guy's name is Randy Payne, and he still practices in Watertown.
0: Okay, Randy Payne. I like that.
1: P-A-Y-N-E. Uh-huh. But interestingly enough, he was trained as a St. John's neuromuscular therapist. okay and he specialized in rehabilitative uh, massage and pain management now i had no idea what i was going in for but when i went in i felt all the things that were hurting me reproduced and uh, amplified as part of the treatment but they went away and i thought that was fascinating Mm. and As an engineer and a designer, someone who's always asking questions and wants to know how things work, my Mm -hmm. curiosity was instantly peaked. So when this happened, I was still in the process of figuring out if I wanted to stay in engineering, if I wanted to transition into architecture. And Mm -hmm. I thought that in the meantime, as I started to hear more and more stories of People having positive effects from this type of massage, I thought to myself, hey, this is so different from architecture is what I thought at the time. Why don't I do this on the side, get my certification? I'll know if I want to go to grad school and I'll be able to do something that gives me a little side cash. Yes. So I went to massage school and I didn't really like it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is getting better and better. I really didn't.
1: I thought that the beginning stuff that they showed and they talked about was not what I wanted. But I knew that if I stuck with it, that something interesting would happen. And I got a lot of other stuff out of it, right? Like I realized that formalized education may not be the way that I want to continue going forward. So I realized right off the bat that maybe grad school was out of the picture. But I said, okay, if grad school is out of the picture, let me really focus on this and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And about two thirds of the way through the program, I'm sitting there, I'm looking at the the visuals of the human body, the, mm-hmm. the way that everything connects, studying the musculature, the bone structure. And all of a sudden, it was like somebody took a geometry transparency overlay that they used uh. to use. And They just placed all my engineering knowledge neatly right on top of the human body. I saw expansion joints. I saw stairs. I saw cantilevered beams. I saw, (laughs) you name it, shear connections, all these things.
2: And it
1: was like a huge spark. Not even a spark. It was like a wildfire yeah I started to stay late I came in early I asked mm. my physical therapist who was working with me with my shoulder at the time mm. questions that the teachers weren't able to answer or maybe felt that it wasn't the right time for me to answer I was stubborn
2: mm. and
1: that just really took my education into my own hands yeah at that
0: time and I haven't looked back since <laughs> So I'm gathering from this and, and from my own experience, there's lots of different kinds of massage therapy. So say a little more about your kind and other kinds.
1: I always think about this because you always want to have a you know 10 second elevator speech that if somebody says, hey, what do you do? You could right. explain it quickly. And I don't have one. I haven't been able to put it well, but I think I could give it a shot. All right. My type of massage mm-hmm. is a rehabilitative modality that focuses on trying to resolve pain and improve performance and help people throughout their lives mm-hmm. in a very clinically oriented mindset. So this differs from the standard massage degree that you get, which is a fantastic base, but doesn't go into the depth of the science or the way that the body works as someone who might have a neuromuscular type of education may present with. So in other words, if you go to a elements or you go to any type of massage studio, you're going to find people of various modalities. But generally, people who go there are looking for a generic deep tissue circulatory kind of tune-up type of massage that addresses generic problems. People who come to me tend to have more complicated problems that require problem solving with the knowledge of deeper levels of anatomy and physiology without necessarily needing to feel that they need things that might fall into other domains like energy work or sacral work or things of
0: that nature. So how do you, how do you apply that when you treat me?
1: As I always try and find out if there's something specific that you want to work on, if there's a specific type of pain pattern or trouble that you've had with something, right? Mm -hmm. Whether that might be a difficulty with a movement or fatigue Or whatever else might be going on, Mm -hmm. I still take all that information and then compile it with what I know to try and figure out the best possible way to help you. Mm -hmm. You, as Mm -hmm. someone who has MS, it's fascinating working with you because Mm -hmm. you respond differently than someone else may because of the underlying nature of MS say more. So what I mean by that is that typically neuromuscular massage that works with trigger points with Mm -hmm. contractures and fascia and and problem solving those types of things, they have a very visceral and strong reaction neurologically to what's going on. Mm -hmm. So current trigger point hypothesis still says that when people have referred pain or people have specific pain patterns, there's a connection between no, a lot of nociception, sensation that can turn into pain, but isn't necessarily pain, and dysfunction. As an example, if somebody's walking around and they're limping a lot and they're putting a lot, they're favoring one side, maybe that side is overworked and it hurts, and there might be specific areas in that muscle tissue that when I press might refer somewhere else. So Mm -hmm. I can press in their hip, their glute medius maybe, and Mm -hmm. they might feel it in their lower back.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Now, that can be a fascial response or a neurological response. With you, the only times you feel referrals are when there's a very strong fascial response, but not so much a linear correlation between your vertebrae, your nerve root, and the ways that they're innervated, where they connect and how the the pain patterns might flow the way that the nociception works.
0: And that's because of the MS?
1: Yeah, because of how the myelin sheathing and the way that the signaling is interrupted. My hypothesis, this is purely my speculation. Yeah, sure. My speculation is that because there's an interruption and things are slightly slowed in many ways, there's a delayed response. And so your fascial system compensates for it. And the only times you feel those referrals are when there's a fascial connection, not when there's a neurological connection.
0: Wow. I know that the constellation of different things that I I come in with can range from the, the weakness on one side or that I use two canes or that I play a baritone saxophone. There seems like there's different kinds of causes or triggers or whatever. You definitely
1: Um, have different types of patterns and those patterns are something that you're not actually straight up asking me, but as part of when you come in or when someone comes in with Mm -hmm. some sort of pain they're asking me to figure out the combination code of that pattern to unlock it for them so that they can continue doing what they want to do with as little or no pain
0: as possible wow that's true and yeah it's really (laughs) helpful So let's move a little bit from from me. So how does somebody either first choose somebody and then evaluate if it's the right fit?
1: You need to have a goal in mind, I think. Okay. okay. What do you want to achieve? Do you want to relax? Do you want to feel like you have a deeper energetic thing that needs to be fixed? Do you have a pain mm-hmm. that has been bothering you? Are you post-surgery or are you pre-surgery? There are some qualifying questions. Okay. Once you know what your objective is or you think you might know what your objective Mm -hmm. is, then you can start looking for a specific type of massage therapist. I always recommend that once you have an idea of what you might like or what your goal is to then give mm-hmm. a call to a few people, find out what's going on, send them an email, uh, mm-hmm. you know, text them, call them, however you want to communicate. And, Tell and, them what your stay, goal is.
0: Okay, okay, uh-huh.
1: And then ask them how they'd go about it. If it resonates with you, then go for it. It's not only, massage is interesting, it's not only the modality or the style of massage, but it's also the person's philosophy around their work. Okay. So there might be 10, 20, maybe 50 people with the qualifications that I have mm-hmm. in a 10 mile square radius in greater Boston, right? Now, how I look at it and how I might approach releasing tissue or resolving your issue might be completely different from somebody else's philosophy. People like CrossFit guys or high intensity. Athletes, they like to come in and they're like, just go for it, man. Just beat the snot out of me. Do what you got to do. I want this pain gone. I need to be able to play a match tomorrow. And maybe somebody who is recovering from a hip replacement might say, it really hurts when I sleep on this side. My PT said I can sleep on this side, but he thinks there's a soft tissue dysfunction. What can we do? I really want that pain gone. Mm -hmm. But I'm so tired of being in pain and I'm very sensitive. So how can we still be productive in our work without me having to be in a lot of pain during the session? Mm -hmm. So that communication and those types of questions are important to have some concept of so you can talk that through. And a good massage therapist will happily talk you through their philosophy and tell you how they work and why they think that's good. And if it works for you, then go for it. If it's not quite what you want, then give a call to a couple other people. Yeah.
0: Now a word about our sponsor, Abridge. Use Abridge to record your doctor visit. Push the big pink button and record the conversation. Read the transcript or listen to clips when you get home. Check out the app at abridge.com. A-B-R-I-D-G-E dot com or download it on the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Record your healthcare conversations. Let me know how it went. What that makes me think about is that how, how do people make the best use of Their massage therapist. So, what I mean is that I can envision that people lay on the table and they're passive, just do whatever you do. One of the things I like about working with you is it's, I feel like, I don't know, I come out of there with I feel different, maybe something got released, maybe it doesn't really till tomorrow or the next day, but something changes. But I feel like there's one of the things that we talk about somewhere during the session is like tomorrow, mm. you know? It isn't just you're working on me. What can people think about when they're trying to make the best use of their massage therapist. You already said when you're looking, go in with what your goal is. But does that go for the visit as well? How do you- I'm just trying to think. How to me, when I think about using somebody on my team, I think about that there's like my preparation and then there's my follow through. So what do you recommend in terms of preparation and follow through when somebody's working with you?
1: For preparation, I think you don't really have to think too hard about it. Usually muscle tissue responds best, or even fascial tissue responds best when somebody's able to have a good night's sleep, they're well hydrated. Some of the things that seem to be pretty common in most people's vernacular these days try Mm -hmm. and eat smartly don't eat all sorts of junk food you maybe don't go out uh, have 10 beers with your friends eat a bunch of nachos get two hours of sleep and then come in for for expecting (laughs) a really good session yeah As long as you're reasonable about it, if you've been trying to do a good job with making sure that you get a little sleep, you're well hydrated, you eat sensibly, you're well rested, whatever it might be, those are really some of the markers that really help the body be able to respond expeditiously. Let's say you come in and you have shoulder pain or neck pain and, and you have had a good night's sleep and you're well hydrated and stuff as we're working through the areas that we find that might have pain or discomfort, and we're working those areas, if you meet those few little simple goals, it might respond twice as fast as somebody who decided to have six beers and is dehydrated and got two hours of sleep. Unfortunately, I haven't figured out a better way, but since it is a duration based service If you want to get the most money out of your session with a massage therapist, then making sure that you do those few little prep things will expedite the potential for more work to be done during the session. So value-wise, right, just by doing a couple of those things, you're going to be able to, in many cases, get more done because the body will respond more quickly than if you didn't.
0: Oh, so that's where when you're working on me that you work in an area and you'll say, "Oh, did you feel that release there?" And so you're saying that if it takes longer to work something, then in the hour, there's fewer things you can do as opposed to if it it releases more quickly, and those releases can depend on general health uh, hydration and rest
1: it is a factor okay okay there's a lot there's a lot of other factors whether something's just happened is it acute is it chronic Mm -hmm. right did you just pull your hamstring yesterday maybe it's going to be inflamed and we really can't work it because we need to wait for the inflammatory response to get to a point where it's going to be willing to have to change right if your body's in full protection mode nothing's going to happen no matter what you try and do Mm -hmm. But if you follow those general health things, then yes, Mm -hmm. if let's say we found a spot in your hip that's tight, we start working it, I feel a change in the muscle tissue, maybe you feel a change in what you might think is me changing my pressure, or the amount of pain that's elicited there. Mm -hmm. The the better health, general guidelines of health you have, that gives us the potential to cut the window of time that we are working that area from, Mm -hmm. I don't know, let's say, 40 seconds to 20 seconds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and over the course of a session, that adds up to maybe yeah. 10 okay. minutes, 15 minutes, something like that.
0: Let me ask you a different question, different area. So how do you integrate with other treatment modalities?
1: Very well. <laughs> I think so. Okay.
0: But- what I mean is, so I have a team of people. right? Right. So I go to acupuncture. I have a primary care physician. I have a physical therapist. People meditate. There's other, maybe that's not calling them treatment modalities, but whatever. But how do you, how does massage therapy, how do you think about the different modalities that a person might be using? when you're working with somebody?
1: There's definitely always, I think that any very professional massage therapist is very in tune with what their scope of work allows them to do.
0: Okay.
2: But
1: but that doesn't mean that you don't have additional knowledge that is useful in some way. So for a great as a great example, I'll just use myself. I worked in a a marathon physical therapy up in Newton for four years, three and a Mm -hmm. half, four years. I got to work hands on with PTs all the time. I saw all sorts of stuff. We worked closely together. We triage things. They'd ask me what I would do, or they'd ask me to see something or work on something because they might not have the time. Mm -hmm. They taught me a lot about joints. They showed me therapeutic exercises. Now, I can't do a lot of that stuff because it's outside of my scope of work, Mm -hmm. but it's good knowledge to have because it helps me identify when someone might benefit from seeing a PT. Mm -hmm. Just like I like to know as much as I can about diseases, autoimmune things, anything like that. So I know that if something's happening or I'm feeling something or someone gives me certain clues, that maybe that's an indicator that they should talk to their PCP about something.
0: Okay, okay. So in terms of referral and support.
1: Yeah, but it's a team effort, right? I, I always advocate people to let me know who their healthcare providers are. I always ask them, would you like me to reach out to your healthcare provider? Do you want me to write anything down to give to somebody? Mm -hmm. Because I do believe that the best possible way to take care of your health is by teamwork with a bunch of different people. I think that's Mm -hmm. really important. I I don't think that there is such a thing anymore, if there ever was, as a one-stop shop.
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. So what Um, should I be asking you that I'm not?
1: I did want to quickly just jump back and say that there are things that you could do after the massage as well, not just during or before. There's a lot of self-maintenance that people can do. There's a lot of things that they could ask about, whether it's soft tissue work, stretching. Uh, Most massage therapists at this point, I think, are well-versed enough in understanding how strength and stability and flexibility play into a comprehensive recovery from something. Mm Mm-hmm. And while not everyone is a PT or has a strength and conditioning certification, making a client or a patient aware of that so that they can follow up will help them expedite their overall recovery. Mm -hmm. So I would much rather see 120 people a month and only see them once a piece as maintenance to keep them able to do what they want to do in a preventative way Mm -hmm. than to only see 30 people four times a month or 40 people through whatever see people multiple times because they don't have the tools to be able to continue working on things on their own to help promote the work and the healing that we did when we were in session together Mm -hmm. and i think that i think that's great I, I yeah. think everybody should do that, or should try to have some example of that in their lives, because that—that's how you get the full experience. You prep mm-hmm. a little bit, you make sure you get a good night's sleep. Well, eat, you eat, you hydrate, you come. We do some work. We figure out what's going on. We get you a little bit better. I show you a few things you could do to work it on things yourself, or maybe tell you to talk to one of your other healthcare providers about mm-hmm. how something I noticed. Maybe I say, "Oh man, you know this released, but this isn't." We looked at all the things soft tissue-wise. Maybe it's a strength deficiency or maybe Mm -hmm. it's a stability deficiency. Why don't you talk to your provider and see if they can help you figure out what that is so that Mm -hmm. I don't see you here in two weeks where you say that, man, it lasted two days and that was it. Mm -hmm. Why don't we see if we can figure out out together how to make it so that you're pain-free or pain-free for way longer? Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that should really be the goal of somebody who gets rehabilitative types of massages. It's what can I do together with my entire team to get me to feel pain-free or as good as I possibly can. But I I guess I just want to elaborate a little bit on
0: that. Yeah, yeah. Great. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, you're very welcome. Thank you for giving me a moment to sit down and talk.
0: Yeah, that's great. I'll see you soon. This series offers voice to my physical medical team, licensed professionals. These past few weeks, my spiritual and mental challenges eclipse my baseline physical challenges. Perhaps fatigue grows. So much COVID, who knows? I can tell because I find it harder to get started in the morning with a fog of fatigue. I want to cry about nothing, like I did when I was six. I vent virtually, which I try to never do. My usual solutions include drink more water, stay active, network, anything that opens the sluices of endorphins. I rely instead on different teams, not licensed, not medical. The team members of family, including our dog Jojo, Music, and collaborators at PCORI, Podcasting, Forward Link, Safe Living, etc. I'm grateful for these riches. They work. Who's on your team? Whose team are you on? Thanks to Kayla Nelson, web and social media coach, and Joey Van Leeuwen, musician and arranger. See the show notes, previous podcasts, and other resources through my website, www.health-hats.com. Please subscribe and contribute. If you like it, share it. Thanks. See you around the block.